yeah we are back on the a show i want i want everybody to give themselves a round of applause because we made it through january almost in february it's our last show of january i am justin here with meals we are the kings of pro wrestling podcast what's up meals yo what's up man i'm here obviously if you hear some construction noise in the background don't mind me but Uh i'm here i am ready because this is the Royal Rumble Go Home Show, and I'm just ready to kind of talk about everything Royal Rumbley. I I always feel weird when we don't have the end of Raw schmas of like yeah. who's gonna win the Royal Rumble, and then like people are like throwing each other over the top rope to su- signify that yes, I will win the Royal Rumble this year, and pointing to signs and stuff like that. So I'm pretty, you know, I don't know why WWE has a has kind of laid off that, but to, I mean to be quite frank though, the raw ending was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty good nonetheless. So I don't know awesome. if I can be mad. Yeah, I mean you know taking all precautions that they can, uh, they of course uh, had to end raw the way they did without having the big Donnie Brook at the end of it. But for this for a Rumble Go Home show for the A Show this this uh, this year, we have a special guest, and he hasn't been on the mm. show for say, like over two years. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy that. Uh, it kind of goes that far back, but I want to welcome onto the show uh, our good friend, Chicago's own Ernest Wilkins. What's going on, brother? Reporting live from the A Plus Wrestling City, Chicago, Illinois. How y'all doing? It's been too long, fans. I've missed you. People who listen to the A Show, I missed you. Meals, I missed you. Five, I missed you. It's beautiful. I'm just happy to hear from you both. What's up? I'm, I'm, it's hilarious. We're still doing the A plus. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I, you're holding on to that one. <laughs> but yes, A plus, the A plus wrestling city is a related is a uh, throwback to an old beef that I have about Chicago being named. You know, WWE has a list of their cities and what the best crowds are, and so Chicago, Illinois, is an A plus wrestling city, and I will never let anyone forget it. Um, yeah, that's it. Wow. Well, glad to have you on the show. <laughs> Very fair. Uh, apparently, you have just let off sirens in the background of my thing. That's how you know. That's how you know coming. It's it's the pipe bomb in me. I just had to show up and, and show out. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna other, until I'm. Oh, I guess it's gone now. Okay. See, I was gonna see, say that it. was it's part of the intro. You, you never heard theme music before. Come on, man. <laughs> Flutes. What? <No. laughs> Flutes. What? Bring the opera, man. Um, so yes, let's hop right into it. We have a lot of news to cover and we have a very big thing to cover, uh, on No Holds Barred this week. So let's get right to wait, it. Wait, wait, Before, before, before we cover No Holds Barred, before we cover No Holds Barred, I want to remind everybody because you're going to see it on Twitter and I want to remind everybody who's listening to the podcast in case you don't follow us on Twitter for whatever reason, you can follow the A-Show RNC on Twitter where you can get all the news and all the updates about, you know, the A-Show and everything of the sort. We've got some great stuff coming up for February as well. Um, but I rem- want to remind people that, yes, the A-Show Royal Rumble Pool 2021 is taking place this year. It will start immediately as this podcast is posted on Twitter. So you can expect it at 8 a.m., Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Central, whatever mountain time, I guess it's nine or something along those lines. But you can expect it this year. It's very different. Well, it's not very different this year, but we're adding a little bit of a special prize as well. So for this year, we're doing the Royal Rumble pool. As you always know, everyone will have two entries. It'll be a men's Royal Rumble entry and a women's Royal Rumble entry. Everyone who enters will get the same number. 
So this is how it goes down. You will get the same number. If 16 wins in the men's Royal Rumble, you've won. If 16 doesn't win in the women's Royal Rumble, you didn't win. You're only going to get one number, but you get two entry slots. The winner of that, well, the winners, unless there's a winner, that would be hilarious if it's just one person. Um, The winners of the men's and women's Royal Rumble, A-Show, Royal Rumble pool will win a future appearance on the A-Show as well as, yes, this is a caveat that we've got this year, um, a copy of We Promised You a Great Main Event, an unauthorized WWE history book written by our friend Bill Hanstock. You can definitely get that on Amazon.com right now, but if you win the Royal Rumble pool and if you enter the Royal Rumble pool, you will be able to win a free copy for yourself. So, yes. you know, yes. shout Shout out to Bill. Uh, I know Ernest brought up Earl OG Russell Rap. He was definitely one of our OG, uh, one of our OGs. Yes, <laughs> and, very much OG. Shout out to Bill, man. Yeah, he he made a fantastic book, and um, I I read a, a little bit of it, and I can't wait to to uh, you know give that out to our lucky fans who win the Royal Rumble pool. So definitely check that out this year. We're going big. Hey, we're going big this year. Okay, a show. Fuck with us. Anyway. Um, no holds barred this week. I want to start small, then then get and then get into the the main event. That cool with everybody? Yeah. All right. So first up, Bad Bunny is performing at the Royal freaking Rumble. That's a big deal, guys. I know a lot of people didn't like that. A lot of people were like, "Who the hell is who is Bad Bunny? Who is hating on that?" Because I'm like, "Why did y'all should have did that a year ago?" I feel like because this dude, I mean. I guess people don't know his his thing, but Bad Bunny's one of the biggest artists on the planet, right? And has been a wrestling fan and outspoken wrestling fan since Jump, right? For me, this is a no brainer. This is the this is the I think this is the perfect time to do it because just a couple weeks ago he was named the highest streamed artist on Spotify. So um, the synergy is there. I, mm-hmm. I think you know bridging that gap with Bad Bunny is, is perfect. I just think that it's funny that everyone was like. A couple weeks ago, they really blew it with Cardi B. We talked about it on the show. And, and I was saying, like, you don't blow these types of deals. Like, you can't blow a deal if there was no deal. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Like, if Cardi didn't want to show up on WWE, she wasn't going to show up on WWE. And, and whatever Lacey Evans had to do or say wasn't going to affect that. These they are the types of things that keep them in the pop culture lexicon when they have those Twitter spats, when a bad bunny shows up. I think for the people saying that they're out of touch uh, mainstream wise, this is definitely more proof to the contrary, as well as something that we're going to talk about a little bit, you know, later, actually very imminently. But like, you know, this is a huge deal for them. But I want to I want to bring back something that everybody wanted me to play for this news. Uh, just just listen in. Yo, Bad Bunny, it's a dead man. And I think you need to do that third show for Puerto Rico. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> for Puerto Rico. Bad Bunny. Does I was, the, does the Undertaker know Bad Bunny is is Latinx? Uh, I I think that the it doesn't matter if you're Latinx, Black X, Dark X. He is going to take the bag. <laughs> it <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's he's not colorblind. He, he respects one color, and that color is green. Exactly. Absolutely. Also blue. Also, so just be clear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next up, uh, Bianca Belair Chronicle. Did anybody get a chance to watch that over the weekend? I did I, not. I caught the beginning. 
um, just because I wanted to see how they did it. Because I feel like, and this is this will actually segue into the main event today, but low-key, I wanted to see how they would handle her career pre-WWE, right? Because I was like, okay, you know, she's obviously a superstar athlete before she even showed up. And I think that they did a good job of kind of painting the picture. I kind of wish that this stuff was around when she was first debuting, like in NXT level, because I feel like... They did. They did make a good effort to be like she's a she's a superstar athlete. She has all the you know, tr- you know performance center weightlifting records for the women and all that stuff. But I felt like it was a really great start. Like I want to chronicle. I know I can't. I mean, maybe I will in the future. But I want to chronicle for all of these people because I feel like that's the level of storytelling that as a fan I want to see. I want to see this person like oh you know you you appreciate the person more behind the character more and the character more because you're like okay she has the right to talk this shit you know what I'm saying but I did not finish it so I do want to be clear about that and yeah. I didn't start it and I feel terrible about it because I had been looking I well one of the reasons I didn't start it is because I've been looking at stuff preparing for other podcasts. And then also I was rewatching a rumble to prepare for this five versus five, five on five, however we're doing it this um, episode. So I didn't actually get to watch it, but please tell me, I mean, was it as great great as advertised? It really is good. It is different tonally from the other Chronicles. Um, I I think it's like even a shorter amount of time, I guess because of COVID restrictions, it went from, uh, was it like January to December? It was like January to December. January I think it was just that year. Yeah, they just did the year versus like the WrestleMania moment the following year. Yeah, so like it got to from her call up. But the thing is, they don't even really focus that much on the wrestling aspect of it. It focuses a lot on her character outside the ring, like like Ernest said, but also just her life. You know, she talks about her struggles with bulimia, um, that she was actually admitted into a mental hospital um, for her depression. And her, you know, it, it, it gets very deep. And, you know, they, t- they have a really great segment with her and Montez talking about how they met at the Performance Center um, and really just where Bianca sees herself in the next couple of years uh, as a black woman in this industry. And I think to me, one of the strongest episodes they've ever done because they were able to kind of break through the BS and just get straight to the story of, OK, this is who they are as a person. And I think you're you're more endeared into Bianca for watching that. And I would, you know, definitely show anyone this because you know it you know at its core wrestling is very much macho sport but you know adding this um this level of of care and and you know uh attention to the mental health aspect of it has been something that i thought it was really interesting that's why i thought the braun Strowman chronicle was really interesting because he talked about his mental health struggles and i thought that that was really you know a, a really like outside the box thing because you would think vincent would think that was soft you know what i mean 100 percent but they were a hundred percent able to talk about their their issues and their and their insecurities, and I just think Bianca is just such an amazing character study, and I really hope the world for her. I, I really want her to to come out on top uh, in all aspects, not just wrestling, but just in life. So it was really great. Was yeah, huge. you go into it. The other thing is, I did say at the beginning, I was like, they can't make her a heel after this, though. Like I was like, you can't like I can't watch her as a bad person, knowing this person, because now all I want to do is root for her. You know what yeah, I'm saying? She- and yes, you can. If she, if she, well, you know what I mean. I'm joking, obviously, but like, yes, of course. Like, I, I'm rooting for her to win, no matter what side of the fence she's on. I'm just saying, like, turning her into a super face. That's like the, you know, you think about those old like Alicia Fox level like pr- promo gigs where she's going and talking to the kids and talking to you know women and mental health folks. It's like put her in that role. I think she deserves it. Yeah, she, she's, she's very, very. I, I mean, who are some chronicles that you guys would want to see? Ooh. 
Um, That's interesting. I, you know what? I want Chronicles from Lifers. I want a Randy Orton one. I want a Randy Orton Chronicle just because I feel like I always get to kind of see the call. We've seen a lot of the call-ups, right? Like this person is starting at the roster and, you know, this is the first major pay-per-view, the first major moment or their first WrestleMania or whatever. But, like, I'm here. I think Ronda Rousey's um, little – I think that was a 24-7. I don't know if that was a Chronicle. But hers was fascinating because it was new to her. You know what I'm saying? And I think that newness is cool. But I, I like the ability to go and see – like, I enjoyed those table for threes back in the day because it was the vets. And I think as – the business changes. I want to hear and see, you know, somebody like a, I don't know, maybe I want to see somebody who isn't even necessarily as active, like a Natalia, right? Like somebody who is a lifer, who is part of the brand from the reality show side to the actual like developmental, like helping the young girls and, and kind of, I see her being a trainer in the future. It's like, I want to hear her story. Cause I think there's a lot there, but I guess, you know, you do get that on the reality show. Yeah. What about you, Mills? I would like to see, a chronicle on Seth Rollins and let's chronicle like the past 90 days of his life. I mean, the man uh, was on quite a bit of a run being traded to SmackDown for the first time. So now he's on SmackDown. Now he's in a new environment. I want to see how reinvigorated he feels, but as he's, you know, moving to SmackDown, he's also dealing with the fact that he's about to have the birth of his first child. And how does that go? Where does everything kind of go in the, in this COVID era? Um, how does he, if he does make an appearance in this Royal Rumble coming up on Sunday, which would be a great, you know, I think would be a great surprise for everyone. Um, it, let's talk about that. Like, let's uh, let's get the last 90 days of Seth Rollins and probably the most pivotal point of his career thus far. Yeah. Um, I think the one that I, I want to see a Damian Priest chronicle. I just think he's a fascinating guy. Mm, I'm ready. I'm ready to go up in the streets of Uptown and just like he's like, here's where I'm from. Here's where I'm from. Here's where I get my chopped cheese. Uh, <laughs> even, they, even they circle back around the block and do another Finn one. I thought the Finn, uh, yeah, 24 from a couple years ago was it 24? I don't, I don't even know. I think it was a 24. Yeah, but I thought that was one of the more fascinating ones of, of someone who's coming back from an injury. And I feel like at the end it was it was sort of like I don't know where I'm gonna go from here. And I want to see that story of I, I know he got frustrated. You know what I'm saying? When he when he left the main roster. He definitely no, I think they did one recently because I remember he was talking about that. I think he, he did one and um just because I just remember something like if I didn't go to the main roster or if I didn't go down to NXT, I probably still wouldn't be here. Um I could be wrong. Maybe I indulge in some other sort of thing, but I felt like there was something recently on Finn. I think it was an interview. He for okay. sure. Because I definitely saw some with his dad too. And like, oh, he did a date and oh, maybe am I looking at something? I don't remember. Day up or no, he's not. He hasn't done. They haven't done anything with him since that. Since even not even chronicling his return, return to NXT. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that yeah, would be a great that, one. That'd be great. Uh, so let's, let's just get right into it. Uh, it was announced early Monday morning. The WWE. And uh, NBC Universal have reached a deal for over $1 billion uh, to integrate the WWE Network, all of their roster of original shows, the vault of WWE programming, including ECW, WCW, uh, and more, all into Peacock starting in March. This had people going absolutely insane. We, I mean, me and Mills, you know, this was way back in November. We called this, right? Um, yeah, we, I think we, we called it once with the with the Nick Khan signing and seeing kind of like 
what he brought to the table, what he could bring. And then we also talked about a lot of the Twitch stuff as well, where it's like, okay, here's where WWE is kind of angling towards and the reason why, you know, superstars aren't having their own Twitch and cameos and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, props to us. We called it a long time ago. Yeah, yeah I mean, this this one, and it's actually, um, I think that's the reason I'm here, other than Rubble Predictions. But I think the other thing that I'm writing about right now, so I write a newsletter for those who don't know me, uh, it's called Office Hours, and it's about the business of cultural industries. And this one is essentially the sweet spot to the point where I had to rip up the newsletter and start it over again because, like, the amount of cultural industries this touches, not just wrestling, not just combat sports, not just sports. I mean, there's a lot of ramifications that are going to play out. And I think, I don't know if it was, Johnny, I don't know if it was you, but it was just when Steph had that tweet about how she wanted to, you know, WWE's intellectual property to be up there with like a Star Wars or something of that level. And people like made fun of her. And I was like, why don't people laugh? Because she's like, they're almost there. Like, it, and I don't think people re- realize the gravity, A, of how important professional wrestling is to the television business and has been since there's been television, but also post-television, we're seeing them investing in this thing. So you would think that this would be a sign that, hey, wrestling isn't just this little niche product for nerds and and weirdos. It's this multi-billion dollar thing. And we would see that by two of the biggest conglomerates on the planet, one being Fox, one being NBC Comcast, now giving Vince a billion apiece, essentially, to showcase their shows. Exactly. And, you know, Steph hit it right on the head. And we've been seeing this change. I remember people getting pissed about the Twitch thing. And, you know, rightfully so. I think me and Mills, we, we've had conversations about this for weeks, you know, about, you know, Zelina Vega, everything. But I, you know, we said it ourselves. There is something bigger going on here that I wish they would just talk about and say. Mm-hmm. I think this is the move. They're protecting their IPs like Marvel will protect an Iron Man, like they will protect a Wolverine, a Spider-Man, anything like that. They're like a Star Wars, Mandalorian, whatever. They're, they see their company as that. If you guys cannot break through the fact that you don't like the TV programming, and that's completely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. If you if you can't break through your, your the bias with there and see how important it is to have a show that never has an off day, <laughs> would never have to be affected by Sweeps Week. Would never have to be affected by you know anything. Now I, th- I think the fact that they d- they're doing it through COVID was even more. Yeah, sad. that was this thing. That was them being like, oh, it, the show will go on. Don't worry. And 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 they would feel Fox would feel good giving them money. NBC feels great giving them money, especially when they have a service that needs content other than the office. Mm-hmm. This is such a big win for both companies in terms of the network being on you know being seen by so many eyes but also a big win too and we haven't even talked about this the people that already have subscriptions their subscriptions are getting moved to 4.99 a month that's it on the free on the well admittedly it's the like, kind of like the ad tier yeah, every every streaming service at this point has a free tier and a premium tier where it's you know w, you know this case the wwe subscribers will be grandfathered into the peacock basic streaming deal which is with ads for 4.99 so you essentially are saving money. The thing that people don't realize, and I think this is a lot of due to a lot of misconception because wrestling writers are kind of dickheads sometimes. Um, what you need to remember is that this includes the pay-per-views. Like people yeah. think, oh, they're going to put them away. Like, no, no, no. All pay-per-views, including WrestleMania, will be part of the basic $4.99 ad package. You just have to sit through ads. So if you already were forking over the 10, nine, the 10 bucks, the $9.99, do a peacock premium you get all your stuff no ads i mean it's just complete common sense to me keep going yeah it it it, it 
it's it's a no-brainer for them to make this move. Um, I, I think that that again, this is essentially where they're going. I called it the big payback uh, back in 2020 or 2019. This is the big this is the big cash out. This is the beginning to me, in my opinion, of Vince preparing himself to move on. You know, and ride off into the sunset. Call me crazy, but I, I think this is what. I, I agree with you, but I differ in one thing. I think Vince dies at that desk, but I think that now what they've done, and I think it's, you know, maybe it's Stephanie and, and Triple H and the team that that's working and the gentleman who just came aboard as the director of um, whatever his role is, that dude realized, hey, because we've always said, what happens to WWE when Vince dies? And I think this is the first kind of inkling of the future. Because here's the part that I thought was the most interesting piece. And it's the one that nobody has talked about yet. This deal, WWE did not sell anything to NBC. This is a long-term licensing deal of the tape library. So that means WWE still owns the network. They still own the content of the network. And they still own their tape library. So they're renting this. They're renting it. Which so means a billion dollars. A billion dollars. <laughs> but, but even bigger than that, you know, of course, yes, they, they still own the content. This is the this has got to be one of the biggest content right deals because it's not just library, Ernest. It is live pay-per-views mm-hmm. and you know, 30 days delayed shows like Raw and yeah. SmackDown and up to 24 hours delayed shows yeah. like um, NXT on their network. So Peacock now has revolving content that happens every single day on there and they have documentaries and they have original this is the best deal for them it's almost like why didn't anyone else think to do this this is and this i'm giving away some of my article here but this this to me means a couple of different things from a couple of different groups right for wrestling fans this means a couple of things that i would i would assume to be no-brainers at this point i think we're going to get another saturday night's main event the second we can have a crowd i think that you know the fact that NBC Sports Network shut down and they're moving Premier League soccer and the NHL coverage um, and potentially NASCAR to Peacock Premium means that there will be more integrations with regular NBC, but also who owns it, who owns USA? That's right. The same network. So I think people were freaking out because they're like, what does this mean for everything? And it's like the company that owns USA is doing this deal. So it's, you're yeah. going to be fine. If anything, it's going to be more opportunity to get more eyes onto WWE programming, especially around WrestleMania, because they're going to want people to shift over. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I mean, are we excited for Peacock? Or Mills, are you excited for Peacock? I like <laughs> All it. Right, so I like it. I have it. I, I already had I, it. Yeah. I woke up to the news. I'll be honest. I was sur- And then I was like, oh, but I like, I like being in my own bubble thing. I don't want, mm-hmm. I don't really want Peacock, but, I, I understand what it is, and I understand that the deal that we're getting here. I was like, eh, I don't even want Peacock. Like when they moved Office off of Netflix, I was just like, okay, maybe I can live without the Office for the rest of my life. I think I've seen it enough times for a lifetime, to be honest with you. And then it's just like, oh, you're being dragged right back in. But I overall, I'm you know, as I'm I'm pretty okay with it. And 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 to be honest with you, just kind of stepping off of you guys' conversation and the entire thing, just kind of look at where it it shows you like a, if you look at a timeline of like WWE from the eighties to now, you kind of see the like evolution of like a very carny sort of rule company 
to you know eventually when they go public and in 2000 and stuff like that they go public and then eventually when they you know wwe networks in 2014 and then these rights deals and then all these you know these television deals and all this other stuff like that like you're seeing you can watch the timeline and the evolution of just wwe moving out of the wrestling business and just into the entertainment business and you know how every you know everything is wrestling it just from time to time you can kind of just see the blueprint and you can kind of see the layout of just like yo this is really how you kind of do it this is how you kind of really flip it it's incredible like um that's one of the things i'm talking about with this article where it's like and people can find it at officehoursnewsletter.com or follow me on twitter um the thing that i'm i'm really just like in awe of is vince's ability to have foresight because mm-hmm. let's, to your point, literally think about it that way. They were the first ones to move, first ones, period, to move from closed circuit TV, which was the predecessor of PPV, right? So they did the PPV first. Then right. they did, they were the first sports slash entertainment or you should say sports company that wasn't like, no, no, actually they were the first one, period, outside of, outside of to do a Netflix themselves to do this um, streaming video on demand model. And they did that in 2014. Mm-hmm. And remember, we all looked at them like, huh? And so it's just crazy to think about it because now the idea to just partner with a conglomerate to do that reach, they just got 20 people. Are, I think there's a there's a really misaligned and old belief based upon, I'm guessing, like the the, the Monday Night Wars, but ratings. Right. We talk about TV ratings and people talk about, right. oh, this is going to affect TV ratings. First of Absolutely. all, TV ratings. I think people go TV ratings are down, a.k.a. TV ratings are down everywhere because people are watching less live television. But the thing that I see is the foresight to say, hey, 24 million people have Peacock, the free terminal, the free term, because it, it's through Comcast, Cable, and Cox, because Comcast owns those, right? So that yeah, right, free right, right. at $4.99 is free to 24 million eyes. So that means we know that the WWE network in the US only, because that's the other thing that people need to remember, this deal is only for the United States. So the WWE Network, as it stands in Canada, Asia, all that is going to stay the exact same. You'll still be able to watch your pay-per-views. Nothing changes. For me, it's like you just got 24 million people that either used to watch wrestling and stopped watching wrestling or have never experienced it or may have children. The other thing is Peacock is doing a really good job of tiering their content by age, right? So we know we'll probably get, you know, the camp WWEs of the world will get mixed in with their children's programming. Those documentaries, mm-hmm. I think you just gave Universal an opportunity. Like if they want to do WWE films and just crank out turds and hope they get another Marine, they probably can now. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that that direct to, that direct to streaming thing really takes a lot of the pressure off to have a high box office growing, grossing movie. Or these documentaries, you know, talk about Bianca Belair with the hindsight. Now I'm like, oh, they're trying to like, invest in these and tell us richer stories about these characters because oh, exactly. me, you know what i'm saying like i i guarantee we're going to see an up level 24 7 or an up leveled chronicle where we'll get those deeper richer stories because they have the ability and the people who are better at them at making movies or television in in the fold as a partnership yeah and i mean you talked about ratings a lot of people a lot of pundits so to speak are saying how could they make this deal if the ratings are so low that that very little of the business as it stands. Yes, I've seen people say, well, you know, when fans come back, they'll be able to get a, be- a better idea of who's viewing it. But however, 
there is not going to be a company that can make the type of content that they do and turn it around as quick. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see ratings being this albatross that people keep talking about. It is not 1997. Mm-hmm. The money, the bags are bigger in 2021 for content. That is all they need. That's, that is why a AEW can't do this deal right now. They just don't have enough of it. Yeah. Just- the only the only wrestling company that could have this this deal is literally it's WWE in New Japan. As far as the tape library being a value, as far as, you know, the amount of stuff in New Japan is it's a far second because we forget it isn't just ECW, it isn't just WCW. WWE Network and the tape library, including the stuff that they don't upload, is the literal historical archive of American professional wrestling. Yes, absolutely. So so a cultural phenomenon that has been on television since the beginning of television. They have all those old Madison Square Garden shows from the 50s. So they have almost, shit, 60, 70 years of, of history. It's like the damn history channel. Like you literally can watch the history of professional wrestling now for five dollars that's insane to me it's insane we can't wait the first event that will be uh on peacock will be wwe fast lane uh in march what's the main event of that gonna look like <laughs> Big. It's gonna i happen. cannot believe they didn't just start with mania like why would you do a throwaway pay-per-view for that <laughs> have to test the kinks out of of the new service i get it because the first thing that they did on the network wasn't um wrestlemania if you remember it was like it was, fast it was fast lane. it was a no it was a, it was a fast lane and then they did take over and then it was yeah yeah it was mania so yeah. um we'll see i mean and i mean just think of the the synergy between mania and nbc this year Ooh, it's gonna be quite insane um let's 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 get into uh let's get into five with j5 meals all right let's do it oh, hold on um, I, I have the i have the i have the i have the Please cue me up. I I need I need that energy. There There we go. All right. So five and J five. Also, I mean, Ernest, since you're here, I might as well maybe 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 we can uh I can jog your memory a little bit. I it won't we won't need jogging that much because Mm -hmm. to be honest, this five the J five. We aren't going back in time. I wasn't going back to the 1991 Royal Rumble because, quite honestly, I don't even remember it myself. I can't remember it off the top of my head. There's a lot of... I only really remember the Royal Rumbles over the last 20 years. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to take a look back to last year. The Royal Rumble 2020. Have any of you guys watched it as of late? No. Yeah. (laughs) The Royal Rumble is a holiday in my house. And so, truly, like since I was a kid, like it's the one paper, it's the one thing everybody gets into. So I like to watch, you know, the last like two or three leading up to the main event. So yes, uh, absolutely. Okay, so here's how we're gonna handle this. I, I'm gonna ask J five these questions first, and Ernest, I'm gonna ask you to hold the answers because <laughs> okay. I'm assuming you're gonna know these. Um, I'm gonna ask you to hold these until it's time, but. I'm going to ask you, J5, first, are you ready? The Royal Rumble 2020, we covered it. This is very much so within the A-show history of timeline. So this is a thing. Um, are you ready, sir? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I I got first one is an easy, first one is a softball, <laughs> as, it, as it always is. Um, we all know last year the return of Edge to the Royal Rumble. It was the biggest thing that happened. They still show replays of it, everything of the sort. Um, but the Edge wasn't the only superstar who returned last year. Who was the other superstar who returned to the WWE 
during the 2020 Royal Rumble? Uh, that is not a softball. That is 100% a softball. That is a softball. That is not a softball. Who returned? Who returned? It was during the it was during the rumble, right? Mm-hmm. It was during the rumble, yeah. Return. Uh, They're full time now. Return. You can see them on WWE TV. Yeah, they're literally on TV every week now. Oh, oh, oh! Uh, hold on. Oh, fuck, who is it? Oh, oh, they're on TV. <laughs> fuck, who is it? Fuck, fuck, fuck! No, 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 no! I don't know. <laughs> who, who was what? It? I don't know. Come I don't. on, dog. I don't. Okay, Ernest, take it, take it, take it, take us it, home. It was Montel Vontavious Porter. No, better oh, not as MVP. <laughs> Come on, my man. man, Booker T, like he came straight from Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, because oh. he had the Black Panther fit on. Oh come on! That was not a that was not a softball. Yeah, that was a softball. There was only two returns last year. <laughs> oh my God, Dion is gonna kill you. <laughs> Edge, Edge would have been the biggest return for me. That was the only thing I remembered. It was Edge. Mm-hmm. I, I'm MVP. Come on, man. He's a MVP. Yeah, absolutely. Um, listen, of course, we're not just gonna do a Royal Rumble. We're gonna go through the entire event itself. So, are you ready for question number two, J Five? Yes. Okay. Daniel Bryan faced The Fiend for the Universal Championship at this pay-per-view, but the match featured a special stipulation. What was the stipulation? Uh, It was a strap match. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. There you go. Strap match. I'm not a fan of the current iteration of strap matches. I like to touch all four corners type of deal, but I know The Fiend wasn't doing that shit. so. (laughs) (laughs) So it is what it is. Okay. This one. This one, I'm very, I'm not very proud of this question, but I'm just like, I'm interested in where your head's at and how you're going to do this. The Women's Royal Rumble last year featured a large amount of NXT women. Oh, Can you name five NXT women that were featured in the Royal Rumble last year? Bianca. I know that's an easy one. Bianca. Bianca's there, yeah. Um... Shotzi was one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I didn't know Shotzi. Wow. Shayna, because she was one of the last two. I think she was the last person to be eliminated. Yeah. Absolutely. You got three uh, thus far. Oh, hold on. Zeely was one. I remember Zeely was one, yeah. Oh, and uh, fucking because it, it was she. It, you can see this scene on the uh, on the Bianca Belair Chronicle uh, if you watch it. But uh, Candice LeRae because she uh, showed her. They show her elimination of Candice LeRae. So Candice LeRae. All right, look at you. Look at you. Yeah. Five. Damn. Yes. I was sir. hoping you didn't get that right, but you, you did. I would have also accepted Mercedes Martinez. Wait, 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 wait. Because I think I remember who else was left. Because he's okay. So oh. it's Mercedes Martinez for sure. Oh. Okay. Um, was one of them Tony Storm? Tony Storm was there, absolutely. You said Shotzi. I uh, said Shayna. Uh, you said Mercedes. I wouldn't have gotten Mercedes, so thank you for saying that. Mia, for sure. Yes. Oh, Mia. It was Mia, wasn't it? Yes, Mia was there. Okay, this one, I don't... Well, it's actually... I don't think it counts, but I, they may have counted it, or you might be counting it. Do you count Beth Phoenix as an NXT person? So I don't, but they do. But, okay, because I don't. Yeah. I, I know she's with NXT, but that was my only other guess. I don't remember who the other people are. She's not yeah. NXT talent. She's an NXT announcer. That's weird. But I think yeah. I think people are associating her with the brand NXT brand now. 
Fair. <laughs> Just saying. There's a couple more. I mean, legitimately, more than half the field is NXT. I didn't even like. Re- it's like almost half the field is NXT. Who's, who's That's what I was last year. Uh, um, what's her name? Was Dakota Kai in it? She was in it. Dakota yeah. Kai was in there. Yeah. Uh, if you got Dakota Kai, you got to have somebody else. Who Tegan else? Tegan Knox. Oh my god. Tegan. Yeah, they would have been Knox. Yep. Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox was in there, and then one I more, heard. one person okay. who nope. will, no one will ever get out the, their mind. No one will ever pick. I will have to say it. I'm sure. I have no idea. Uh, I, I don't either. Star of WWE main event, Chelsea Green. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't know she was still signed. Okay, great. <laughs> great. 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 She should be back. Uh, she should be back soon. Good for her. I like her. She's yeah. a great wrestler. She was. Uh, wasn't it? She was Laurel Van Ness back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. for her. Um. Okay. This is question number four. Now. This is for the Men's Royal Rumble. The Men's Royal Rumble started off very, very hot, especially with Brock Lesnar. Can you remember the amount of eliminations Brock Lesnar had before he was finally eliminated from the match? Are you serious, bro? Jesus Christ. Oh, man. The amount of eliminations from the match. Uh, Shit. did, Did he break a record? I can't say. <laughs> That'll give it up. Uh, well, he had to break in. A, he yeah, had to break. He was in there for a long time, though. He was in there for at he least was, twenty. Yeah. Minutes. He he was in there for over twenty five minutes. Yeah, he was in there for yeah for at least because he was. I'm trying to think. The first like quarter of the yeah okay I'm gonna stop talking because I'm gonna trash. The, yeah, the first quarter of the of the Royal Rumble was just him. Like literally just Absolutely. him. Um, Absolutely. T- ten? Was it ten? It is not ten. <sighs> what is it? <laughs> he eliminated thirteen people. Wait, thirteen? Thirteen people. Hold Brock Lesnar. Hold on. Brock Lesnar eliminated Elias, who came out at number two. Hold on. I want to try to guess like some of the people he eliminated because I think I remember. Okay. Okay. So, Elias for sure. I know he got Absolutely. John Morrison because he did like a flip. Yep, there you go. <laughs> Kofi because he did a flip. <laughs> um, yes. I remember that. Was that the debut of Keith Lee? Yes, yes it was the debut of Keith Lee and okay. he was eliminated. Yeah. Um, I think because I remember it was like, I remember the story of it being so sick because it was all of like Brock's like interactions. So that would mean he had Shelton. He had Shelton. Uh, Nakamura for the New Japan tie. Yep. I, uh, that's where I, I know. Oh, and Ricochet, because I remember they jobbed him out and I was pissed. Um, Ricochet was not eliminated by Brock Lesnar, believe it or not. Oh, whoa. Okay. He was, Ricochet assisted in the elimination of Brock Lesnar with From a Drew. kick to the okay. balls. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's the way to do it. They were eliminated um, right after. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I couldn't remember. Okay. Okay, so people were eliminated by Brock. Elias, Eric Rowan, Ooh. Robert Roode, of course, John Morrison, Kofi Kingston, Rey Mysterio, Big E, who had that great moment. They had that great, like, let's team up on him yeah. um, and try to get him out moment, which I they had Big E hit the big end on Brock Lesnar, which I didn't think would happen at all. Um, Cesaro, MVP, Keith Lee, Shinsuke Nakamura, Braun Strowman. 
I mean, and that is it. Knowing what I know now, I wish that they didn't even debut Keith Lee until after Brock was already out. <laughs> there I said. It. Anyway, um, let's well, he talk was, about. Well, he was the one to win the NXT title, so he, it ended up too bad. For him. Yeah, he had a, he, it was a good, it was a good wave of momentum for him. I think it helped I, with the good wave a wave of momentum. Yeah, I just am on record as saying that I feel like his main roster run. I'm like, y'all should have had him be Goldberg. Like he shouldn't have lost. For three years, and then you and then he finally builds himself up to Brock, and then and there you go, there you go. But that's just me. Mm, interesting. I I don't know what they're doing with him, but I'm pretty sure they'll figure something out pretty yeah, pretty I mean, soon. He's it's one in a lifetime with him. But anyway, um, are you ready for the final question? Yes. Okay. Who are the final four men in the men's Royal Rumble? Uh, Roman Reigns, for sure, because he's always the Final Four. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's true. Always, he is literally always the Final Four. Uh, Seth Rollins, for sure, because he was last year's winner, and they always Seth do that, Rollins, too. Seth Rollins is not uh, in the Final Four. Was it? Okay, give me no, another chance. He was the final person. He was the final person entered into the Royal Rumble, but he was not in the Final Four. I'll give, give you another chance. chance. Give me another chance. Um, okay. Uh okay, so Roman for sure. Roman. Um damn. Who is in the final? Winner. There's the winner. <laughs> this one's tough. Uh Orton. Orton was there. So okay. you're I think if you got three I'm gonna give you three thus far, even though you haven't sent Drew McIntyre yet. But oh I'm Drew, okay. You- <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, obviously Drew uh <laughs> Drew Roman Orton in um was it Edge? Edge was the top. He had to be. Edge was the last person there. So yes, those yeah. are the final four. They yeah. did the little tag uh, team stare down thing. Because yeah, it was it was uh they always love to do this too. And I I I hope they do it this year. It's gonna be weird not seeing Roman get tossed out uh this year because he's literally for the past three years running, he's always the last guy tossed out because he's that one guy that gives you plausible deniability. Yeah. Roman is someone who you always could see winning, and I love that they've always set him up as the guy who could potentially, you know, win the Royal Rumble, but always is the one thrown out. I, I love that that storyline, and, and I love they, with it, that they did it with Shinsuke because we all thought it was going to be Roman. They did it with Seth because we thought it was going to be Roman again, and they did it with Drew because we thought it was going to be Roman again. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I like that storyline. But yeah, that, that's a, that they do the the old school versus the new school guys, and, and I like when they whenever they do that. Well, listen, you got th- I think you got three out of five or maybe two out of five. But I think you got three out of five. So you didn't do too damn bad. You didn't do too bad at all. I'm all right. Um, listen, we're retiring this th- for, for right now. Maybe we'll do a trivia. We got to do a trivia night sometime. Just a little trivia night with people. Ernest, would you, would you be down? Yeah, right, I'm down for a trivia night because I think what what would it, it would do is it would establish a hierarchy of who knows their stuff and who doesn't. And it would inform <laughs> me. You know, when I'm talking to somebody on Twitter, I can be like, "What's your, what's your, what was your score in trivia?" And they can be like a four, and I'll be like, "Okay, stop talking to me." Mm, interesting, interesting. There's one hundred percent. I'm trying to say there's levels. Also, also, a great historian that you are. I don't know if you know that we're doing this, but we we talked about it a little bit on the A show. We haven't actually like completely hammered out the details. We are doing something this year called the A list. Mm. And we will be counting down the best wrestlers of the 21st century. When does your 21st century start? January 1st, 2000. <laughs> okay. So that honestly is very important because, you know, those people who count like 2001 as the start of the, the century, it's very important because 2000 was a pretty big year. 
2000 was a major year. So we're doing, we're going to do that at some point this year. Great. Sign me up. We're going, we're, uh, at, we'll, we'll be contacting you and we'll make it happen. We don't have much details now. So for everyone listening, just, you're going to have to wait for it, but we've got, we got some plans for this. Um, but yeah. All right. The, just remember the A-list. Yes. That just, just a little bit more and more clues, but when we get out or when we're not out, when we get back <laughs> from break, we're going to be talking about the Royal Rumble uh, here on the A Show. So stay tuned. We'll be right, we'll be right back after this break. And gave me another reminder in case I forgot or in case I needed it that everything you hold dear, everything you hold close, can be torn away from you just like that. But you can't live in that space. You got to fight. And I know what my mom would say. She'd say, Adam, you got to just go do it. So with that in mind, I am entering the Royal Rumble. I know it won't be like last year. And the stakes are higher. So I need to win the Royal Rumble. I need to main event WrestleMania and take back what I never lost. What is mine? If you got a dream, at some point you got to fight to make that dream a reality. And at the Royal Rumble, I am going to fight with every fiber of my being, with every breath left in my body to make... To make this maybe far-fetched dream come true. Wow. What a promo. What a promo. Edge, I mean, Edge, man, you got to put him up there. When it comes to a promo, man, he's up there. God almighty. When it comes Absolutely. to the A-list, when it comes to the A-list, this guy's going to be seeing a lot of top 20 votes. You better believe it. Um, I'm the only thing I'm sad about of that promo is I, I mean, we, we constantly say this for an entire year. I wish there were people because that little you hear like the canned response of like, oh, okay, oh, he's announcing the Royal Rumble. Let's turn on the cheers. Mm-hmm. I I want that like the murmurs in the beginning and like what the hell is he talking about? And then when he finally announces, when he hits that crescendo of this promo, the entire kind of crowd erupts and it builds up and he gets fired up from the people as well. I want that. So yes, I'm selfish, but it is what it is. But yeah, Edges in the Royal Rumble. Hate to say I told you so, but hey. Yeah. It uh, doesn't look to be. It doesn't look like the the direction will be Randy Orton. <laughs> to <Yeah>. say <laughs> it doesn't look like that's what uh you know that's what that's what they're going to do, and I'm fine with that. I think Randy Orton they capped it off perfectly with that match. Let's let's leave sleeping dogs lying. You know let let's let's not uh let, let's not go back to that. Well, I think Randy's doing perfectly fine where he is right now in this that shit crazy uh storyline that he's in. Uh, but yes, we have the Royal Rumble. Um, they are actually announcing four of the spots, I believe, or three of the spots on backstage tonight. So we'll know who will be entering number 30 in the men's Rumble and who will be entering first in the men's and women's Rumble. A lot of people are upset at that news and the Edge news, to which I say, my nigga, it is a pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> you to watch. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're, you're not not going to watch when they announce Who's the number. It? It's a Rumble, dog. Like, I don't care. You knew who number one was the year that um, Ray Mysterio and um, Redacted were um, entering the Royal Rumble, but we, we, 
we knew number one last year. We knew number yeah. one last year. Yeah. <laughs> it was so so it, it's so stupid. Yeah, I, I I get it. I think WWE's reasoning, obviously, of announcing Edge uh, for uh, for the Rumble last night was to get more eyes on it. There are no crowds. There's no one that's going to be there. I'm more interested in seeing how they're going to do this Rumble because, like, technically, y'all, they could tape the Rumble and they could they could make it cinematic. Mm-hmm. They could bullshit with it this year. I wonder how they're going to pull this off, especially with having so many people there. Well, not only that, but it's also like. You have a couple of other just like background things that are interesting from a fan perspective, right? This will be the first Royal Rumble that Pat Patterson is, you know, rest in peace, hasn't had any touch on since the first one. I think any of them. This is the first one he hasn't had a touch on. And so I'm interested to see, which is why I think the cinematic thing is a way to do it, because, you know, they also could adopt what they did last year, which is essentially or in years past. I know the year uh, 2010 with CM Punk, you essentially have like singles matches for the first things you kind of stretch the times i'm sure they're going to cheat the time a lot and have those singles matches which to your point it will limit the amount of people in the ring but you can still have as many that you've had so far i guess i agree i mean th- this the entire ordeal with this well i'm just wondering how rumble covid <laughs> everything how do you have it in this kind of world um where do you I'm interested in the WWE day of, of like they do the Royal Rumble 2020 and we figure out that everyone has been, everyone's been standing six feet away from each other in a line waiting to run into the damn Royal Rumble. Um, But yeah, it's a, I think this one, I'm looking forward to it just for the last three years. I would say the Royal Rumble has been kind of must see and this one looks no different to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a smaller card. I'm I'm totally thinking that this is going to be a short Royal Rumble, not three hours. This might be another two hour and thirty minute COVID era fresh pay per view. I'm I'm glad about that. Me too. <laughs> I feel like we might. I feel like we might get another SmackDown match, but I don't. I, I wouldn't know what it would be. But uh, Cesaro doing something? Oh no, he's in the he's in the Rumble. Everyone's because well, the all the, the IC title matches on the pay per view already. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I didn't see that. No, no, no the IC title's not on the pay per view yet. Oh, I mean, no. I mean, I hope it is, but it, from the way they go, and I don't think it will be because. Uh, but we'll see I could just see Biggie, Biggie, Sammy doing it. Biggie squashes them. I could see the same thing on the Raw side with you could do a Lashley Riddle situation, and you know, because I don't think like, Lashley hasn't really been defending that championship like that. So, he's also, he's also in the Rumble. He's also in the Rumble too. So. Well, that's actually that actually kind of might tip the hand, man, because then you you pass a title to Riddle, give him a title, and then Lashley's in the main in the Rumble too. We've seen that in the past too, where people lose belts and then show up in the Rumble. Yeah, I, I, it, it is interesting the way that they want to play this because in in recent years, I, did did Brian compete in the Rumble after he lost to the Fiend last year? No, right? No, no, I don't think so. No. Yeah, so I mean, it, it's interesting how. But they're, Roman, like, but Roman and and um. Well, actually, yeah. I guess you're talking about yeah, contenders, huh? What was that year that it was like somebody lost? It was like they lost earlier in the night, and then they like beat somebody up and took their spot to get in the rumble. Was that Shawn Michaels? Becky. Becky did it. Shawn Michaels did it too, I think, or something like that. I don't remember. It was Becky for sure. That's who it was. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's let's run through the card really quick before we actually get to the the, the deep deep conversation about this booking that they're going to be doing. Uh, let's start off with Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. This is a last man standing match. Of course, this has been built up for the last month uh, with Kevin Owens being off TV for about two and a half weeks. Uh, Adam Pearce was originally in this scheduled in this spot uh, earlier this month, and then it got moved over to Kevin Owens a week and a half ago. 
Uh, now we have this match between Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. This is their fourth match that they've had uh, in about four months, <laughs> in as many months. So I don't know, guys. I'm going to say this again. Kevin Owens needs to win this belt, if only for a month. If only for two months, he needs to win this belt. I, I, it's, it's, it's bad because I don't see him winning at all. Like, I don't see any sort of situation coming out of this where Kevin Owens is the that where he comes out the universal champion and that sucks because i think the perfect opportunity like we talked about a million times was to do it a month ago um but i don't see much coming from i expect a great match i expect them to go completely all out um the storytelling itself i'm hoping that we get a go home show we get one really last big push and one really last big segment because they did have kevin owens for the first time in probably two months actually you know get the upper hand on roman reigns um so hopefully that's at least leading and hopefully building to something that maybe it can bubble up on friday night this week but i i can't see much scenarios where Kevin Owens comes out the universal champion and still somehow, unless he loses it at, you know, at Peacock presents fast lane. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen. I feel like you give, like you have to have some sort of matches for that first pay-per-view leading up. You know, I don't, are we getting a chamber this year? Do we know? That's next month. Okay, so that'll be February. Nets, is that a Raw or SmackDown? I can't remember. Both. 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 So they do, they're doing that again. Okay, that makes total sense. Well, then in that, that case, then, whoever doesn't, whoever doesn't, um, whoever doesn't win the Rumble, usually they that, that show's roster gets the chamber, usually. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, because they'll, they'll probably do a tag team one again, too. Um, I think for me, I think you do – change the title here because you do it as a schmoz or some some kind of reason because i think roman winning it back and like doing so in a decimating fashion i think is a storyline that you want a big audience to see because i guess a lot of people especially new fans if you know you haven't seen this badass he's i think he's the best thing on wwe tv right now right so for me it's like you want to give him an opportunity to, to showcase that by being really dominant so i could see him winning i could see him losing the title based on Owens related shenanigans or Adam Pierce getting involved somehow. And then Roman just kind of bulldozing through the men's rumble later that night. That's what I kind of feel like it's going to happen. Well, here's the thing about with, with Kevin Owens winning and, and there's a caveat to me saying he should win. The only reason that he, that, that I have a caveat here is that where the hell else could they go right. if he didn't win for Roman to get that belt back. And that is the biggest argument against him winning this is that they've done every match type. They've done cage match. They've done, like, you know, TLC match. They're doing a last man standing. They, there's nothing that they could do to up the ante even more. Uh, and the story being here that Roman's never beaten KO without the help, without, you know, he's never given him a fair shot. And I think this is a chance for Roman to have that fair shot where KO does take out everyone and he Roman has to beat him on his own. So uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Owens and wonder if they can and, and let the bookers decide how they're going to finish this off. <laughs> What about what about this? Okay, what about this? Neither of them answers the ten count. Mm. Would that weaken Roman? You think? No, no, because Kevin Owens would have to do some. Yeah, you would have to do some absolutely insane shit, which I'm I'm just anticipating that they're going to do anyway. 
So maybe they don't, they both don't answer the 10 count. It becomes kind of thrown up in air. And that's the way you kind of build this match again. If you do. There must be a winner, that whole thing. And that makes total sense to me. All right. uh, Next match on the card. Uh, We have Asuka and Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax for the uh, women's title uh, tag team titles. Um, this seems to be more storyline. All of these women are in very s- separate stories right now. <laughs> like, I, I know that they're going to, this is eventually leading to Asuka Charlotte, you know, at, at Mania, which is, to me, a great match to have, especially to, to close out one of those nights. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not interested in the baszler Jacks thing anymore. Um, I, I think that Asuka Charlotte were given the titles if only as an ends to a means for, for their to be on someone uh, so that they could break Brazler and Jax up. I think this is, to me, an easy W for those two, and they'll go on to uh, to start the breakup angle between these two. Yeah, I agree. I yep. agree 100%. Same. You took words out of my mouth. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Like, where, where, do, where do you guys see Brazler and Jax going if they break them up? Because they had a lot of direction together, but, but apart – I don't see them getting the same amount of TV time or care, or at least see one of them getting that. And I hope it's not Nia Jax. Like they cannot leave her alone. And I just don't, I do not know why. Well, I feel like, okay, so I'm sure they're going to want the WWE women's tag team championships represented in some sort of fashion at Mm -hmm. WrestleMania. Right. So I'm sure that they lose Oscar and Charlotte Flair loses these belts. Eventually. I would hope that they would lose it eventually because Oscar barely defends her championship, much less another championship. So I would hope they would get them off of them. Eventually. The only reason I could see Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler winning is to like, okay. And let the division do its thing. Um, But I just, I can't see that at this point. Oscar and Charlotte Flair has just got too much. I think they're quite honestly a, better tag team than Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. And I just think where they go from here for Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, I would hope, I don't know, a WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal? I don't know. (laughs) Like, I really don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Okay, I think they're going to get the titles back. I feel like Nia and Shayna are going to, to your exact point, they don't have anything else to do right now. The other thing that you have kind of to figure out, I guess, before WrestleMania is you have the situations there's been with Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose and Lacey Evans. Now all of those folks have been kind of like orbiting these four women in this tag team championship match. And so you say to yourself, okay, you figure there's going to be a slap together tag team at some point, maybe Mandy and Lacey, maybe Dana and Mandy. I don't know, but that to me feels like they're going to just keep feeding babyface teams to Nia and Shayna. It hides their weaknesses in tag matches, respectively, but they're just more interesting with the belts than without them. For me, I think to that point of the Oscar and Charlotte Flair, I agree that's our WrestleMania event, um, women's main event. And so for me, it's like, okay, how do we get it to the point where they are facing each other? And I think them miscommunication losing the titles is how you get there. Yeah, and then, well, Charlotte's got to come out from under the Lacey Evans program, too. Right, right. But that's how I figure you have time to get there. Yeah. Um, Next up, go and I only left this last because I think it's going to go for like a minute. Um, Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre for the the WWE Championship. A lot of people very worried about this one. (laughs) A lot of people very kind of scared. I think that they, Drew is their guy. 
Goldberg is not their guy. Um, and I think Drew comes out on top of that. I, I don't have any argument to this. I think Drew is absolutely their guy, and they're not putting that belt on Goldberg. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say Drew. I'm, I'm a little wary because anytime I see Goldberg in a championship match, I always think, like, no, The Fiend will beat Goldberg, of course. And then Goldberg shows up at no, the I end never, in Saudi I Arabia. Never, <laughs> I never, ever thought that The Fiend was going to beat fucking never. Goldberg. Never ever. I never really? thought that. With it, yeah, no, because at the, because at the time you got to remember, bro. Everyone was looking at either Fiend Reigns or uh, Goldberg Reigns to yep. go to WrestleMania. That was the story at that point. So once you had them two, I was like, okay, it's going to be Goldberg because there's no way that they're going to have him lose in Saudi Arabia and not redeem himself. I think that with this one, it's a little bit trickier because you know what they started doing on Monday? They started bringing up the the streak. And when you talk about a streak like that, it's like, okay, they're about to break this streak because Drew's done everything. Why not break this streak of Goldberg beating all the champions? Yeah, this two this two match streak that they're bringing. Up. <laughs> Listen, Goldberg's wasn't actually 173 and 0 either, but you know who cares? <laughs> but no, I agree with you. If I if I, if I had to be a betting man on this and I had to actually put money on this, I would probably say Drew McIntyre because. Drew McIntyre seems to be their guy. They're moving forward with a lot of them. I still have an idea for WrestleMania event that WrestleMania main event that we'll talk to when we get to the men's Royal Rumble match. But yeah, I mean, I and so means continue make Drew McIntyre the guy. You continue to solidify him, and I'm sure Goldberg is very. He'll be in the best shape of his life. That's mm-hmm. what I'm anticipating. <laughs> yeah, I want to yeah. see see him go for the uh the the spear and get claymore that's what i want that's what i think we're getting i think i think this is them putting drew over as a top guy of once and for all giving him everybody else um you know he's already beaten brock he's beaten everybody else so i think that I, and we can get to the main event of wrestlemania because that's the part where i'm just kind of like him winning means what yeah right um well let's right. let's go on, let's go into the royal rumble wait, wait, um, one question i want to ask about that match to to feel the thing. How long do you think this match will be? Minute thirty. I think they go. Yeah, probably four minutes, four to six. I'm going the over on that. I'm going nine minutes. Wow. wow. I'm going nine <laughs> minutes on this. I match. hope not. I hope you're wrong, man. I really don't know if I'm good for nine <laughs> minutes of Goldberg. Gonna be a. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of kickouts. I wasn't good for nine minutes of Goldberg in 1998. Actually, now that I think about it, like I was like, "Why is he, why is this taking so long?" <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's put it down. Let's see who's end up right at the Royal Rumble, and <laughs> we've got one. We've got 90 seconds. We've got three what minutes. Did you say or, and three four minutes. Yeah, four three, minutes. Three four, we'll minutes. four minutes. Yeah, and then we'll say nine minutes, and hopefully it doesn't go over. Um, we'll do a Price of Right style. Um, <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. All right, so let's start with the women's. Because uh, this one to me feels like the most no-brainer to to any any literally any show, it's got to be Bianca Belair. I'm sorry, I don't see anything else. <laughs> yeah, that I'm with you. It doesn't make sense for anybody else. Hey, okay, so let's let's look at the brass tacks here. Okay, for the women, Charlotte may be announced, but so is Lacey Evans. Okay, so that's the storyline right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there's no way that WWE puts charlotte in two separate storylines one with oscar and one with Lacey, without saying okay there's no way she's gonna win the rumble again this year so let's scratch that nia jack right. no shanna baszler there's an off chance but she's still stuck in a tag team 
And I'm looking at everyone who's announced right now. Liv Morgan, no. Ruby Riot, no. Tamina, no. Bailey, Bianca Belair, to me, are the front runners for this Royal Rumble because they've had the most storyline in the whole company about this damn match. And it to me, it has to be Bianca Belair. This is her moment. I agree. I'm 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 still I'm like 60-40 on Bianca winning and then Bailey also winning. Just because I know how much they have just tied up with the four horsewomen in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is Bianca Belair's time, don't get me wrong. But I could easily, once again, them seeing like, hmm, she's not ready yet. Let's uh, <laughs> let's give her another year. Or something along those lines to kind of build up that equity with like various other feuds. You know what I'm saying? Like we're still in the midst of her first year on the roster and the only person who's won really the Royal rumble within their first year on the roster is brock lesnar um so i could see them deciding okay let's continue let's see what she's got let's continue to sort of flesh out this character let's continue to any sort of bad habits that we have because this women's Royal rumble winner versus the champion it's going to be a big match no matter what so they want to make sure that she's right and she's good to go and all this other stuff like that. And the only person I see who's good, absolutely prepared for this um, position is Bailey, for sure. Um, but then you, but, but then you risk going right back into the Sasha program, right? You're going right yeah. back. You're going right back to Sasha, and that they advertised it then, uh, last match, final match. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they they advertised it. it was like, yo, we're done with each other. We're finished. We've been doing this for too long. That's another reason why I I agree with you, Mills. But I also think that there are so many smoke signals uh, and and red lights and alarms that are going off that like Bianca has because because again her push, the way she's been given a lot of TV time over a lot of other women, even Carmella mm-hmm. has seen the ring in the last couple of weeks because and Sasha because of this Bianca and Bailey thing has been taking up so much time. I think to me your money match there is Bianca and Sasha in a first time ever encounter. And having and having Sasha give Bianca win or lose the best match of her career. I think this is the same way we saw Drew take that that step from the upper mid card to the main event last year. I think yeah. this is Bianca's year. I think that the only person that I could see them swerving and doing something with, I don't think it's Bailey because to that point, I think. It depends on who you believe is going to be a surprise entrant in this, but I believe that this Roman's Royal Rumble will be the official debut of Rhea Ripley to the main roster. And yeah. so I am of the opinion that they're going to give her some smoke to be able to, like, maybe she's Final Four. I don't know, but you want to set her up with a program. So I could see, you know, it, her and Bailey having an issue or something like that where she can get herself, you know, active really quickly. But I think that's my dark horse. I think it's Bianca's to lose, and I think she's going over in Mania as well. I think if they do Ray Ripley, which if you ask me before, maybe if you ask me like in September, October, before Bianca Belair actually debuted, I would be like, okay, Ray Ripley, I can 100% get it. I think you put it would probably end up backfiring on Rhea so hard because I think the people in general are like, okay, we're ready to see Bianca Belair. Yeah. Um, and I and I'm not sure people are like with the whole like manufactured push thing again, um, and and WWE doesn't hasn't seemed to be with it in quite some time either. I think we've gotten a lot of like very natural organic rises to the top, um, 
But yeah, Ray Ripley. I would say Ray Ripley is definitely a, a strong contender to possibly win this match as well. I would put her right up there with Bianca Belair and Bailey. Now that you mention it, yeah, Final Four for sure. Um, I mean, I mean the the Bianca Belair Rhea Ripley stare down. I would be, I'd be so into that, right? Like that, that's because, but if she eliminates Bianca Belair, I'm going to fuck off, and I'm yeah. just like, I don't even want you to win anymore. But also, like, <laughs> I think that's instant heel heat too. Like you then just said, I don't know what shows she'll be on. I mean, at this point, I think both shows need as much help as they can get from the on the women's rosters, just a little more depth. Listen. But, the women of all the women we named in that 2020 rumble none of those women got called up except for me that's it and, and then mercedes uh mercedes got called up and then said you know what i'm good and went back to nxt so Yim is not even me <laughs> yeah she ain't even herself no more <laughs> so uh women's rumble we said bianca we, we yep. going? i'm with bianca all right men's rumble it gets a little tricky now Ernest, i don't know if you listened to the show about a week and a half two weeks ago and i said Shinsuke Nakamura has an outside chance of winning the the men's Royal Rumble. It just seems like there's a lot of there's a lot up oh, there goes the police. There are yeah, yeah, that's the yeah, that's the bad take police is what that is. That's the bad take police coming to get you. Because I, I mean, I'll be the guy and I'll say it. This is Brock Lesnar's Royal Rumble to lose, guys. Rock's coming back. You better get ready. Get excited. Paul Heyman having a, a guy on both shows. I'm telling you, more Paul rocks back. We get our re- we get our the the match that we thought we were going to get last year. They're going to redo it again. I think we get Brock versus Drew again, and I think Brock's back. Whew. Well, okay. So saying that kind of just throws you out of this prediction. Are you okay? Okay. That's fine. <laughs> I I I first of all, I'm also of the of the thought that if you do a Brock Lesnar thing. You do it now. And if you have a meaningful WrestleMania match with this two-day-ass WrestleMania, if you have a meaningful match, I think I'm not going with Drew versus Brock. I'm going with Roman versus Brock. I'm going with Roman versus Brock for the meaning and feeling and emotions of Paul Heyman wrapped inside of it and all this other stuff. And the ratings. The ratings for sure. Because that's your – I mean, that's night two main event without a question. Without a question. SmackDown is going to be like, oh, and we got Brock back too? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. The rating, wow. the, the viewership, oh, the numbers. Oh, my God. Um, wow. So I'm, I'm, I'm of like that. So I have that tucked in my back pocket. But Brock isn't announced right now, so I don't even want to put him right there. <laughs> if Brock my, isn't back, okay. Okay. If he isn't back, where do we go? Because let's okay. just say – that's an extreme. Here's my thing. I don't think any okay. of these big time. I, I'm throwing out The Rock. I'm throwing out Brock Lesnar. I don't think these guys are coming back without crowds. So you're thinking 2022 at the mm-hmm. earliest. That is interessante. And, and The Rock is coming back until SoFi in 2023. Mm-hmm. I, even they wouldn't even spin that bag right now. This is a to me. This is a mulligan mania. This is a do over mania. Let's be clear. They're reusing the same logo from last year for this mania. This yep. is a do. Mm-hmm. Brock ain't coming back for no do-over. Rock ain't coming back for no do-over. They're coming for something new, and, they ha- and they're trying to debut in SoFi big. 2022 will also be another one of those kind of like, okay, let's kind of figure out what we got here. That's why I'm thinking there's not going to be a big part-timer coming back, unless it's like Taker, which would be insane. That would be ridiculous. No, no, it, would, it would ruin months of hot ones and, and Joe Rogan podcasts and all this other stuff. <laughs> I guess the thing for me is just like, Okay, so if we're of the opinion that both titles at the top are going to kind of stay where they are, 
you know, with yeah. Roman in this context. And if we think Roman's winning, Roman and then um, Drew on the other side. Yes. What storylines make sense other than I, because I, that's where I get off the bus. I'm like, okay, so Nakamura versus Reigns. Okay. Um, you know, well, let's let's yeah. break it down to who who is the biggest who could have the biggest upside and who would actually be there um, on both shows. Right. So of all the shows, SmackDown overwhelmingly uh, has to me the the biggest amount of people that could win this. They have Daniel Bryan, they have Shinsuke Nakamura, and they have Cesaro. I mean, if you want to keep it hundred to who's been, been getting pushed on Raw, they have Bobby Lashley because he's always going to be in contention yeah. because for some reason they book him like Brock, except he never gets the title. And you have AJ Styles who has been beating ass for the past month for no reason whatsoever other than to give you the the you know to give you the thought that he could potentially win the Royal Rumble. So these are the people that they've given us. And I how do we work around these people and say okay, who's going to win and who deserves this this win? And then you also have Edge on the outset who doesn't have a show right now. Well, I mean, I think there you go because on the raw side, it's like Edge versus Drew doesn't make any sense. Unless you're just having that's a, that's like, that's my that's my WrestleMania main event by the way I'll save my take for <laughs> how it makes sense later yeah that's my take that's my take okay. actually why, why not versus Spear because they're both good guys and because for WrestleMania I feel like unless you turn Edge heel which would be kind of sick I'm not gonna lie he's really good at it but I think that's I don't know man it just doesn't make you sense look at the no but you look at the story you listen to his promo. The last time I wrestled, I was a world champion. And I want to return to that former glory. And he's not going to... He's someone who's savvy enough where it's not going to matter how he gets there. You could you could turn Edge heel. He doesn't care. Because at this point, he's going to be like, if it's working as a face, we'll figure it out as a face. But I'm sure at some point during this, he's going to turn heel because that's truly his bread and butter. And I'm pretty sure he's outside the welcome of the whole face thing, to be honest. I think it's also, I think him without an audience can be a heel. Him with an audience, he's a face because no one's going to stop cheering for him. He can turn. I'm just saying, like, I think last year, that pop, you can turn him heel last year because it was so overwhelmingly positive and so overwhelmingly exciting that it was like, of course, we're cheering for him. So I agree with your point. I'm, you kind of blew my mind a little bit. But you yeah, got- I'm just, the, the only thing against him is, like, this tricep might slide off the bone again, and then we're, and then yeah, we're, we're right back where we're at. Yeah. They might have to put him in a, in a, in a chamber for, like, two months so they can make sure he doesn't get hurt. No TV matches, bro. Like Goku, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, these are all very, very convincing arguments from both of you guys. We're really like, I, I think Edge is a perfect pick. I mean, as far as a part timer, if you want a part timer, that could be your guy because he would come back to a do over because he's not at that. I mean, we love Edge. I'm not being disrespectful. He's not he's not rock level. You know, he's not Brock right. level. That's fine. Right. But where does it leave the other show? So if Edge is to face Drew, who would face Roman? And, and, and vice versa, because the thing is, the only one person can ruin this rumble. Because my thought is Nakamura wins, goes against Roman. And then on the other side with 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 Drew, you could have Edge or you could have. Uh, I don't know. You, you I don't know where you would go on either show if somebody wins because you're taking out a, a, a huge, you know, a huge chunk of story there, especially on SmackDown. There aren't many people that are prepared to go against Roman other than like a Daniel Bryan. Well, right. Here's the question you have to ask yourself. And this is something that I just thought about as you were talking. And it's something that I don't think we, it may not even be based in reality. So we know that Big E is currently the Intercontinental <sighs> Champion. He's doing Big his e. thing. There he is. I'm, I guess I got to stop you. Go ahead. <laughs> I got to stop you. You don't see it. 
Could he be a Final Four? Could he be in the Final Four for the men? He could, sure, he could be a Final Four, but he's not going to face. He's not going to face Roman or Drew. It's going to. Be, I honestly, I'm I'm going with Mills booking here. It's probably going to be Retribution versus the New Day, and they're going to give them a reprieve for one night to be able to to team up again. Because wow. that's the wow. Okay, that's that's the best story you can get. Is that's my booking thing, by the way. I'm I'm very very proud of it. <laughs> and it, and it's gone. But the thing is, what what to Mills's point. It's going that direction anyway. The only thing that needs to happen is Retribution and Royal Rumble fucking Big E over. That's what's going to happen, mm-hmm. which is going to lead to Kofi coming back whenever he comes back. Elimination Chamber, you'll get a redo there with Ali being in it. Yep. And then you'll get the New Day being like, okay, we want, we, you know, let's go to war. They, yep. could do a, they could do a cinematic match there, Retribution. It would be the biggest thing for Retribution by far that they've done in this whole year almost that they've been they've been around and it would give people what they wanted at one night only new day reunion yeah that's a very good point i i just don't and, and this is no disrespect to biggie he just started like he's just he there's a reason they've kept him out of roman's orbit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like they, they there is a reason why they do that and i think the reason is because he's not factored in now i'm not saying that SummerSlam that's not possible mm-hmm. at Survivor Series, you know, we we can't have the biggie, uh, you know, breakout party, but you have so many people on both shows, especially on his own show, that are that are far beyond him storyline. Like, yeah, it's like it's not trending in that direction. Yeah, like if if I from how I make most of my predictions and what I most and you know, Milstradamus and all this other stuff like that, I look at kind of most importantly where things are trending with their said superstar. Or where they or, or where they aren't training, to be honest with you. And with Big E, it looks like okay, we're still establishing him on this sort of level. Let's continue to see where it goes. Let's continue. He has all the tools. Everyone's like, oh, he's got all the tools, but he's not instant main event push level. He hasn't been featured wrestling, you know, in tag team matches. Is it, we haven't seen the Daniel Bryan and Big E versus Roman Reigns and Jay Uso main event on SmackDown yet? Yeah, like. We haven't seen it's it, it hasn't been trending in that direction, so that makes it kind of hard for me to actually believe that that could potentially happen. I now, it. if it if it does happen, I'm sure you could foolproof it and you do all this other shit. Next three months, he's like, oh, we we suited him up to be the guy, right? Yeah. But it doesn't because they, like they built they built champion they built like a main events in shorter windows. You know what I'm saying? So it's it, oh it's yeah, something that I I have faith they can make that happen. Look at what they did with Nakamura in a week, and Cesaro. Comparatively to what they're doing with Big E right now, that's looking like Big E is going to be facing a, uh, he'll be facing an Apollo Crews, he'll be facing a Sami Zayn, but then even bigger than that, you know, he could be, you know, featured in that big mania match with his boys, vanquishing the evil that's kind of wrought, you know, the, the New Day for the past couple of weeks. They, they need help. Yeah. The story and Big E is the help. And I think that to me, Ali's proclaiming that he's going to be there and Big E being in the Rumble as well. That's the story. That's where Which, you're going to That Ali thing is a nice touch because Kofi Kingston is out on injury. Mustafa Ali is like, I'm taking his place, similar to what they did two years ago, where it's like Mustafa Ali was out on injury and Kofi was taking his place. And I was just like, oh, that's a nice touch. See, I didn't even book that, but the, y'all y'all booking on, on autopilot right now. And you have Ali do Kofi spots. You know what I'm saying? Have Ali have retribution, help him get back in the ring. You know, help cheat, stuff like that. Like, there, there's a lot you could do with that, and I think that would be one of the most intriguing matches of the show. So, uh, I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say I think Shinsuke Nakamura is gonna win the Rumble. Uh, uh, Mills, you think it's gonna be Edge? Uh, Ernest, your, your final final choice is gonna be Brock here, right? Yes, it is. 
All right, so those are our predictions for Royal Rumble. Of course, that airs this Sunday on the WWE Network and one of the last one of the last uh, events uh, under the network banner uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, and yes, that that means that it is the end of the A show. I, I want to thank Ernest for being on the show. Thank you so much. Guys, this is a, a real joy watching y'all build this whole thing over the years. And shout out to the whole RNC, man, because what y'all are doing is so necessary and so needed. And I know a lot of people, I put you on to this show, you know, I put people on to this show and they thanked me so much for it because it, it's really what we needed out here. So shout out to y'all. Everybody else, follow me on Twitter at Ernest Wilkins, um, officehoursnewsletter.com. Tap in with me. Yes, sir. And of course, you can follow him at Ernest Wilkins. He always has these tweets of the year. Uh, I'm a, yeah, I'm the tweet of the year nominee um, committee. I'm the it's a one man committee. I pick the best tweets of the year. It's great. <laughs> yeah. uh, and as always, you can follow me at OG Johnny Five Meals at Meals TV, uh, and follow the A Show RNC on Twitter. Of course, we have shows like the War Report with Cyrus and Quan. They do such a spectacular job. I'm so happy that these two are, have linked up. Uh, and we have some announcements coming, as Meals said in February. But we're gonna we're gonna save them so about next week. So make sure you sign up. Or the Royal Rumble pool, of course, we are allowing you guys to sign up for this thing as soon as this uh, podcast goes up. Uh, the prizes are a guest spot on the A show, as well as the book from Bill Hanstock. Uh, that's such a such a great gift. But yes, until next week, please, please be safe. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the Royal Rumble and everything else to come. So thanks for listening to the A show. See you next week. I seduce you with this ass to burn up on the day. Oh, you didn't did more drugs to me, you must be hallucinating. Oh, you did more perks to me, you must be hallucinating. No man to solve these like these, you must have seen same. I seduce you with this Rolls Royce truck that's on the way. Chanel is on the invoice, I'm about to start.